Welcome to the debuted episode of Staying Onside with your hosts Cam Miller and Isaac Ming. Uh, Cam and I decided this year that we uh, kind of wanted to start podcasting as just like a, a side hobby that we like to do. Uh, me and Cam both work for the Vancouver Giants. We kind of just like talking about sports and just hockey in general, right? So um, this year we kind of decided that why not kind of put our opinion into the into the internet and make this a thing that we kind of do every other week um hopefully we can stay consistent as what is it january 31st and we tried have been trying to do this for the last what is it now a couple weeks now this yeah, is a couple first... months <laughs> yeah, yeah so this is the first episode and like i said uh it's today is january 31st and january 30th is going going to be a significant day in Vancouver Canucks history as yesterday Bo Horvat was dealt to the New York Islanders. Um, I'm going to throw this one to you, Cam. Where were you and uh, what are your kind of initial thoughts when you first saw it? Well, I, I was actually in my like college math class, right? And I got, uh, I was like actually like doing work like on, on some math online and my text came through on my iPod, iPad like Bo Horvat's traded, so I immediately like hopped on Twitter on my iPad to like see for what, because he didn't tell me like when he texted me, he didn't tell me what the return was or who he even went to, right? So I immediately just like got on Twitter, um, it's kinda... and just stopped stopped paying attention in math class. But um, well, I mean, it's a little bit more important at that point, right? Exactly, it was definitely more important to me, and considering like like you said this is going to be january january 30th 2023 could be like a huge day for canucks future for the canucks future right like this trade is going to determine like how our future pans out essentially so i was freaking exactly. out um so yeah i hopped on twitter um to to check things out and i was pretty surprised he went to the islanders like because i hadn't heard their names at all right they were more so in on the miller sweepstakes in the summer that's kind of weird. Heard their... yeah right like i hadn't heard their name at all for it the, was for the mo- it was mostly like i just heard a lot of boston and la minnesota carolina. seattle carolina was really heavy in it too um yeah, so, so... but like you know lou like he what happened at the draft we were about to make a trade with him and then it got out and he canceled or backed yeah, exactly. out right yeah but um i'll kind of go on where where i heard about it i was in sport check buying hockey laces because i ripped mine <laughs> and i'm not even i'm not gonna lie to you um i i got the notification on my phone i looked down i just i kind of teared up because like i grew up i grew up with Bo because i'm 21 you're 20 right 19 but yeah You're 19 yeah like we grew up with Bo because i was 12 when he was drafted and you were i, I assume 10 yeah and when he was captain what was that 2019 he got got named captain 
2020? Yes, I believe it was the, the beginning of the 2020-2021. No, 2019-2020 NHL season. That's when he got the captain. Yeah, so, like, I, I was tra- explaining to my brother the other day, or yesterday, like, my brother's 27. So his captain growing yeah. up was Marcus Naslin. And I told you, I was like, yeah. dude, this is, this is my Marcus Naslin. Or, like, I guess. Marcus was here for a little bit longer than Bo was, because Bo was, as captain, I mean. But... Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just it, was, it caught me off guard because I didn't even think it was gonna be for another. What is the trade deadline? Five weeks away? Four weeks away? Yeah, it's a, like a month away. So like, I just, honestly didn't expect it this soon either. Oh but. no, like it caught me. So, but like I looked down. Mm-hmm. So at the notification, it's a, a first. It was a potential twenty twenty three first rounder, Atu Ratu, mm-hmm. and Anthony Bavillier. So mm-hmm. I, I I know Anthony Bavillier. Obviously, he was more of like a not really highly touted prospect, but at the time when he was drafted, but he was, he, well, he was a first round pick. Like he yeah. was a first round pick. So yeah, exactly. Like he's, he was a name at the time. He has, he's kind of had underwhelming seasons more so or less. Yeah. But I think he, it was three years ago. He had a, a really good seat. Yeah. It's not, no, sorry. Two years ago, not, not last year, but the year before he actually had like a really good season. So um, his career high is 39, 18, 18 goals, 21 assists. And, what is that? 68 games, which is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. 1920 season. So, yeah, that's when he got his. I'm pretty sure that I assume that's when he got his four million dollar contract that he's repping right now, which is kind of yeah. weird that we took that on. We can get into that a little bit later, but um, mm-hmm. I yeah, it's just like obviously the the main pieces of this trade is the the first and Atu Ratu. And yes, like I was saying a little bit earlier when we were kind of prepping this pod. If you told me in 2019 or 2018 that Atu Ratu was going to be a Canuck, I would have asked if we had the first overall pick that year, right? Yeah, he was touted highly and like going into his draft year. Or like, yeah, going into his draft year, and he just significantly fell. And like, um, we'll talk more about the return later as well. But um, yeah, I did not expect to... I didn't hear I didn't hear the Islanders in, in the conversations, right? So Atu, Ratu, and Bovillia weren't even guys I thought of, right? I was thinking of like Lizelle from Boston. We were apparently super interested in him. Or Jarvis. Like, and like you Carolina. said, Jarvis, Scott Morrow, like I don't know. Um, those are kind of like when we were talking about it, those are the kind of the two teams that were really we all kind of thought were were mostly in it, right? Yeah. And I mean Let's put it this way. I I heard a lot about LA and Seattle. But yeah, and because and, and they have really they have a lot of good prospects that I would like to have. Like LA, Turcotte and um Helga Granz, uh Good by I don't know if we would have gotten Byfield, but it would have been sweet. Uh, Maybe. Gabe, Gabe Velarde I would have taken as like a, a nice centerpiece, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just like I don't think that's the direction they wanted to go. Maybe Aquilini put his foot down. I just don't think they wanted to go in our division. That's, you know? That makes complete sense, though, to be honest, because, I, like, imagine if we had traded him to Seattle for... Oh, exactly, and we're seeing well, him every First game. of all, we wouldn't have gotten... If we, would had, we would have had to choose between getting a first-round pick and right. Like, I don't think we were going to get both. We're not getting right? both it was no. either going to be, like, Horvat for right, like, maybe one for one at this point, um, or, like, Horvat for a first and a prospect. Like yeah. the same type of deal, but like, 
either way, like you're <laughs> like if they don't really do they have a captain Seattle? I don't think so, right? Was Giordano, but he's in Toronto. I don't think they have a captain nowadays. No. Yeah. So like, imagine how heartbreaking it would be to see Horvat in a Seattle Kraken uniform, play him eight times a year, and if he were like an A or a C, Probably that would captain. just be heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That would just that'd be brutal. And it's the same with the Kings. Like, I don't necessarily hate the Kings, but they they're still a division rival. No, like, exactly. And it's you don't. You don't want to see your favorite players on your rivals, especially. And I don't have that much problem with LA, but it's still you're seeing them however many times a year. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times are we going to see New York realistically? Twice or three twice. times? Yeah, it's it's twice a year. Yeah, unless like once here, once there, unless somehow we both make the Stanley Cup final. Like, and um, who knows if he even stays in Long Island? Because like, um, the rumor was, well, the rumors out there that. He could sign for seven years, eight and a half million. That's but, the rumor I saw. Lou's kind of wanting to give him, and you know, yeah. I am glad we did not sign him to that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I don't. We don't need another seven year, eight and a half. But I mean, there's no guarantee he signs, right? Like, let me let me kind of paint this picture for you, right? Give me your answer. If okay. Bo was thirty years old. And he put up 99 points. Are you still happy with this return? Yes, if he's expiring. Like, it's, it's like expiring players, it's a weird trade. But I only uh, say that because... And it depends. Depends. I know the JT Miller thing. But <laughs> if he was consistent with it too, right? Like, Bo and JT both had somewhat outlier seasons. Like, they've been solid players. Like, yep. like your top six guys. But never really like like Bo's on pace to score fifty this year, right? Like he could score fifty. Was he got like thirty one right now? He was on pace for sixty for like a couple games there. Exactly, like at the beginning of the year, he was on pace for sixty. That's a career year for Bo Horvat. And I don't um, think he's doing that again. I honestly, I don't like, think I so don't... either. And so his defense, like... like he's not a great two way center. Like he's painted as one, but he's realistically not. Um, like, we see him every game, right? And yeah, I see on Twitter all the time, like guys from other teams saying that we should on Bo all that, and it's like, no, we watch him every game. Bo's like, and maybe it's because he knew he was leaving and he didn't want to, and he wasn't really dedicated to our team. But like, no, he's so, never been a great two way center. Never though, been like, a great two way. No, um, but that and that's just me. Like, and I have to say this: Bo is probably my favorite Canuck. Like I was saying before, like he's my background on my phone. I've got his jersey. Like it hurts, yeah. but like I'm, I'm glad we kind of got rid of him because we needed a change. Oh, something, we needed a change. We needed sure. a change, and, and I think Miller should go too. But that's another conversation. <laughs> if we for could find, day. <laughs> if we could find a way to get rid of Miller this year, I will take back everything I've ever said about our management, yep. and fully believe in them that this team is heading in the right direction. But for right now, they've only shown me one thing, and that's this trade. Like that's the thing about this trade as well, is it shows me and it should show Canucks fans that we're willing to make these types of deals where where it, it would be different if we traded Horvat for like Carlo and like a bunch of like twenty four year olds, twenty five year olds that we hope pan out. Exactly. But that's not what we did, right? We are looking towards the future, which is something that I like to see. So. I mean, getting Bovilia is kind of 
I don't like getting Carlo. Weird, I feel like I feel like but, that would have been the Carlo in the Boston trade, right? He's just taking Cat back on a little bit of an older guy. Yeah, the but only the reason thing is, why, like, the only reason why I'm happy we didn't get Carlos is because the injury hit. Like, he's got well, how many concussions that guy has? Yeah, one more, and he's done. Like, yeah, Boston's defense in general has um, injury history. So, um, um, we're kind of getting a little bit off here. Let's um, yeah, let's get a little bit tidy up. Um, what do you know about Aturatu? Let's let's kind of just start there. Um, well, like you, like we said earlier, I know that he was super highly touted coming into his draft year. Um, he had some really good years, or like he was he's been good in all the tournaments for um, Finland. I know that he's a solid two way center as well. So like he actually does have a defensive side of his game. Um. So here and, I'll kind of yeah, I don't know too much about him, but I'll kind of lay his points down. So he went in the second round, fifty second overall in twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, I know that. All before that, he was kind of like you said, highly touted as like a top. He, he was a top three pick for a while. Before yeah. the twenty twenty one season, I'm sure he probably would have went top five. Yes, but that season he put up three or six points in thirty five games in Liga. So yeah, like it's it's a very like. Uh, it's not, not a good season, and that's why he dropped, obviously. And maybe there's things that we don't see is the other reasons why he dropped. I've yeah. read on Twitter that he had attitude problems at the time. But maybe that I've was heard a, that, too. Maybe it's just immaturity, which you kind of hope people grow out of. And that's what they said about Jared McCann. And look at him now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, um, but the next season, um, he put up one point in six games on Carpot. I hope that's how you say it in Liga, in the Finnish, in the, main, yeah. uh, the main the main Finnish league. Yeah. But then he got traded to, oh, this Jukurit, Jukurit. Yeah, Jukurit or Jukurit or something. He was, a, he was a point per game. Yeah, I see that. And, and, and that's and that's the main Finnish league. So it's like, I don't know. And then, obviously, like you said, he's he crushed all of the the international tournaments for Finland. He put up 10 points in seven games and then 20 points in 11 games in that same season as the point per game. So he obviously bounced back from what he was, I guess what everyone thought he was going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And and New York, New York was that team that took a chance on. Yeah. And here's, here's one thing I want to say about, uh, about Atu. So the year he got drafted or like the year, like the 2020-2021 season, that was the COVID year, like right. So maybe that had that. That was a weird draft. It was full of O3s that had the previous year, previous like last half of the year, anyways, taken away by COVID completely. And then for this new season, they were playing. I don't know how they did it in Finland, but over here they played in a bubble, obviously, right? And we know there were some outlier stats from that year. So I'm just there's that's something to consider too is like if if COVID had an influence on his production that year and maybe like his mental health or like that caused him to not play as well right and that that's, caused him to slip all the way to the second round. It's honestly a good point. I never really thought about the COVID part of it, right? Because yeah. like you said, maybe there was some mental things going on, and that's why like he, he put just... up, <laughs> that's why he put up six points in 35 games as a, a touted rookie, right? So. Yeah. But it is it also was, a crazy thing to note that the four, the point per game, forty and forty-one. He was eighteen when he did that. 
Yeah, and then also if you look the same year in the playoffs, so that year he put up 40 and 41 in the Liga regular season, only two points in seven games in the playoffs there. But then he came to the Bridgeport Islanders in the AHL, where he only played two regular season games, put up zero points. But in the playoffs, he put up a goal and three assists in six games for them. So, I mean, that that same year, he came and played in the playoffs and played a big role for them in the playoffs, it seems like. So, I mean, he obviously bounced back quite a bit. And then That's a good good thing to see. And then kind of getting back up to pace for this year, uh, two goals in 12 games. That's all he's got in the NHL so far. Obviously, one of them was... That's not bad. One of them's against the Canucks, and I watched it. It was straight up <laughs> tapping across the crease, so I don't want to really comment on that. But 15 points in 27 games in the AHL as a, what is he, 20? Yeah, he's 20 yeah. years old. That's pretty good, honestly. That's kind, it's kind of around the same as where Hoglander and Pod's kind of at. They're a little bit... I was, I was about to say, like, that's exactly... They're a little exactly bit above the... that, but mm-hmm. it's still, like, he's got potential, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of excited to have this guy. and. I'm not, I will say, I am a little bit disappointed that we didn't get a defenseman instead of him as our main prospect we're getting back. I agree, but... But I'm optimistic. I, I really to, am optimistic. There's something to think about about the defenseman too, right? They're so, it's so hard to find right-handed defensemen that, like, it's a good right, two-way right-handed defenseman, right? So I think we would have had to sacrifice other value in the trade if we wanted a defenseman. And sure, I think that's the, why the, they went this the, way. Exactly. And the value of this first round pick. Let's just yeah, let's just talk about the first round pick for a little bit too. Um the Islanders this year, they are I believe two points or three points out of a playoff spot with three games in hand. And they're competing with teams like the Sabres, who have been on absolute roll lately. Um and the Penguins who Although they're getting older, right? They're not just going away. So yeah, they are two points out of a playoff spot with three games in hand. So also have to add Washington and Florida in that mix as well, right? Yeah, I, I don't think Florida's going to compete this year that much. But for the Islanders, who are twenty-five, twenty-two, and five, I mean, the with Florida. a plus-four goal differential, Panthers only a I point behind. Think... Yeah, that's true. I guess so. But I don't know. That's just the way they their season started. Yeah. But maybe Barkov's Barkov was hurt there for a bit, so maybe maybe he he'll a, he'll come back and make that team a lot better. Well, it's also something to note that the Islanders have played what three more games than both Buffalo and Pittsburgh. That's what I mean. Like three games in hand there. Yeah. Like, and they're still two points out of it. It's just with. It's weird that they are the ones yeah. that went for Bo. Like it. Yeah. And I understand why Lou wants to do it because the Islanders fan base has been, um, I don't want to cuss, it's, they've been clamoring for something to happen. Like they got Romanov in the summer and that was pretty much all they did to their roster, right? And their roster is aging pretty quickly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, can, I can understand why he did it, but it's just not the right person or the time because they're in fourth right now in the wild card. <laughs> yeah. And like, like about this for like I've heard tons of Islanders fans saying like this is an awful trade for them and they're not upset. I have or they are upset. I haven't seen one Islanders fan that is like, oh, I love this trade. So exactly same. That that's probably good news for the Canucks. Like it means the consensus is that the Canucks won this trade. 
I've seen some people say lose lose or whatever, but I honestly think it's a con- con- the consensus opinion is that it's a win for the Canucks, um, and I think so as well because oh, yeah, because they're though I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, even with Bo helping them. So it's well, either we're either getting like a twelve to sixteen range first round pick in this year's draft, or we're getting. I don't think they'll be good next year either, right? We're either getting a 16 yeah, to potentially top 10 pick next year, right? So yeah. I think the value of that first-round pick makes up for not getting a right-handed defenseman. And if if we can look at getting a right-handed defenseman in this year's draft with one of our two picks, if we get the, the Islanders' first-round pick this year instead of next year... Um, if we get a right-hand defenseman with one of those picks, I think it's a win. Well, looking at their cap friendly right now, their UFAs for next year are Bo, obviously. Zach yeah. Brise, which I doubt they back. No, um, probably not. Scott Mayfield, which is honestly one of, one of their more... I can't, not really. He's, he's a good defenseman for them. He's one of their right defensemen, though. Yeah, and then Semyon Varlamov. When I mean, they don't really need Varlamov when you have Sorokin. They have but Sorokin, yeah. It's still good to have two goalies, but it's like their team isn't going to break up as much as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just I, Nelson's having a season where he, I don't think he's going to replicate that again. Yeah. Josh Bailey is getting worse by the year. Anders Lee is getting worse by the year. Pajot exactly. always has always been just a weird player that they went for. He's good. Mm-hmm. He just uh, he. I, it, it, they have a weird team, and I don't know. It's just I don't know how Bo is going to fit there either, because there isn't a whole lot of skill. But um, just kind of staying optimistic for them, because as much as I want them to lose for our pick, I still want Bo to win a cup. <laughs> I don't so, think uh, the Islanders is the place no, where no. he gets the, no, exactly. gets the cup. So. I, I, I know that. I'm not saying that I think they will, but. I yeah. I I kind of want to cheer for them, but I also want mm-hmm. them to lose as much as they can so that we get their pick for. I I kind of want the twenty twenty four pick. Um, Me too, because it has potential to be like top ten, top five. Oh, yeah. Like and and like, that'd be they could crazy. be bad next year. So here's a, here's another point on the first round pick that I saw one guy on Twitter say, and I Cam, you know me, I'm always on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm in the conversation. If you're listening to this, you know who I am. You might not be following me, but you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um, where was I going with this? The first round pick. Oh yeah, I think like the, let's say let's just pull up Thomas Drance's name. He doesn't really like this turn. He but doesn't I, love this trade. But but like honestly, like and and he was saying that there might be teams that had better offers out there and. Some apparently there are some teams that were kind of soured because they they also thought they had a better offer. But I actually think this first round pick is one of the reasons why we took this trade. Because a hundred percent. Because if you go look, Boston's first round pick is going to be very high. Carolina's exactly. pick is going to be very high. New Jersey's is going to be very high. Um, Minnesota's is also going to be high. Winnipeg's is also going to be high. Seattle, Los Angeles are both yeah. going to be high picks. They're all going to be high picks. Yeah. And the Islanders, I bet you when they said they'd give us our first and they went and looked at the standings and they're doing what we're doing right now, a little bit more in depth, obviously. That's going to be a good first. It's, it's going to be, be a good, good first. It's going to be better than all the other ones that we get. 
like I said, it's either going to be uh, in the 12 to 18 range this year, or again, like I said, I really don't think they make the playoffs next year with how much better the East is getting. Like, and Ottawa's on the uprise too, right? So it's like, um, I genuinely think and it's Montreal. either 12, yeah, Montreal, it's either 12 to 18 this year, or like 12 to 6 next year. Like, every one of these teams are only, only going to get better. Exactly. It's, and it's, the Islanders, crazy there's division. not room for them to get better. They've got $6 million in cap. Um, like, who are they going to sign? Like, but, well, like, Bo Horvat, like, if they can re sign him. They can. Imagine if they really... don't. Imagine, imagine if they don't trade him at the deadline. Like, everyone says that there's a possibility that they can flip him again, right? Exactly. Like, but what if they don't? After, and then Bo doesn't want to go there. Like, Semyon. Uh, like Varlamov leaving frees up five mil on cap for them, but like they can't really do much in free agency with that. So essentially, they're running it back with the same team. Um, they just traded us their best prospect. So <laughs> I'm not really sure what the Islanders' goal was here. I think um, this is a good segue. But this pick's going to be good. This might be a good segue into going into the third piece of this trade that they traded us one of their top six wingers as well. Uh, top top uh, middle six wingers, I should say. And he was Pavilion. playing third line there, I believe. But yeah. yeah. But he's, he's 25. And that's the crazy part that I am kind of surprised that they gave us Billier over mm-hmm. someone like, I don't know. Like Anders Lee. Well, they weren't trading Anders Lee. That's their. I mean, none of these guys. He's their captain, right? So none of these guys really have contract now that I look at it. Maybe, maybe. I don't know why we didn't target Scott Mayfield instead, actually. Yeah. I don't know. There's like, I'm also looking at Robin Salo's page. I don't know why okay. we never asked for Robin Salo. He's 24. Uh, I think he's left actually, but yeah. I'm honestly at the point about defense where I'll take any defenseman. Or anyone. Any, or any as in like left or right. I don't really care if we get a right-handed defenseman. Give, give me a left yeah. one because we need defense. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the clamoring for the right-handed defenseman because we don't have literally any. <laughs> Ethan Bear is our yeah. best right-handed defenseman, but like who's on, war. who's on our left side other than Quinn? OEL, Dermont, uh, Stillman. Uh, uh, like, uh, no one good. Yeah, but yeah, it's like I'm just uh, you. You asked me who, so I'm no, I know, who. I know. I'm just I'm I know. expressing from the names. It's just like there's no one on our left side that except for Quinn. So it's like other than the the one. We need five defensemen, and I'll take, I'll take any. Honestly, at this point, yeah. But um, yeah, like defense is our our should be our primary target, and I I if we don't draft a defenseman this year in the first round, I'm going to be very yeah, disappointed. That I'll like I'm kind of easing up on management after this trade because I, I honestly I I'm I'm fine with this. We got something in return for once. And it's it's yeah. a pretty decent package. It's a lot better than what we could have gotten under the other guy. But yes, the other guy. We're not even saying his name. Yeah, I don't. We don't say that here. But um, <laughs> I if we don't take a defenseman with the let's say we have two picks. Let's just say we have both the picks this year. And let's let's yeah. just say the Islanders move up. Let's call it a 16th overall pick. Yeah, it, we better take a defenseman with that 16th pick. I, I'm fine Pelica. with taking. I'm fine with There's... taking best player available with that first one, but like, yeah, like like you said, I'm yeah. I'm really liking Pelica, um, Dragicivic, Dragicivic, Ryan Backer is also a good choice to have. 
and, and there's even Cam Allen who before you, you he, really like a, Cam Allen. I, I do. He was projected really high before this year. And he he hasn't had the greatest season this season, but last season he was a projected like top twenty pick for for this year. Um and then he's not having the greatest season, but if we can get him in the second, I would love that. Or even like late first, if we acquire another first round pick, for example, through Shen or or something like that. Like it's, if we get him late first, second, I'm fine with that. It's crazy how we like like nowadays we assume Shen can get a first round pick, but like Bo or Besser can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the thought That's of wild. That. But like going back so like bringing up Besser. It's all about cap though, because yeah, it's all about cap because there's so many teams that are pressed up against the cap. And I'm pretty sure Shen so. only makes like eight fifty, right? Yeah, he's he's league minimum essentially. So, but um, um going back to Bavilia here, what do you do with him? Because we have Bavillier, Besser, Garland, Kuzmenko just re-upped. We have Mikheyev mm-hmm. for another couple of years, who's just. God, <laughs> he's hurt now and he's getting surgery. He's hurt but now, but that's another. Conflict. I honestly liked Mikheyev before he got hurt. So oh, I, I like Mikheyev too. Like I'm honestly out of all of the wingers, I I'm keeping him. Yeah, like Mikheyev, Kuzmenko, and Pedersen is your top line next year. Yep. But it's um, like, what do we do with Bavillier? Because now we 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 have honestly on on paper some of the best wingers in the league, and we suck. <laughs> yeah, on paper, or, okay, but, maybe not the best wingers. We have like the best middle middle six wingers. <laughs> Okay, looking at Jfresh though, I well I, okay without looking at Jfresh, uh Garland and Besser have been underwhelming this year, but I think Garland is better than Besser. One, he's cheaper. Two, he can play like left or right wing. I guess Besser technically can too, but like he's cheaper and I think he's better. And he's a year older than Besser, but um, Govili just... is the same age as Besser, and he's also. Two million dollars cheaper, and he's probably about the same, like same value, same type of player. Um, I've heard he's like a shoot first type of winger, right? Is that not scream Brock Besser to you? Not so, this year, <laughs> not this year, true, but in the past, he, he's he's a second or third line winger. Bavillier is, and I think if he can go back to his old form in 2021 or sorry, 2020. 2019, 2021, then I'm fine having him on our second or third line as like a a solid player at 4.2, at least until his next contract is up. And then like next year, he's going to be a UFA at the end of next season. So then you look at what to do with him. Um, you could flip him at next year's deadline. Um, if he starts turning it around, you could look at re-signing him. Like if there's there's a bunch of different options. But I think it starts. He is 25. He's 25. He could turn it around. And I like how we shit on Better, but like we're giving (laughs) Pavilion like the 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 benefit. We've seen the Better eye test. It's it's not happening. It's I'm sorry. He needs a he needs a change of change of scenery, and that's what Bovillier got. So there's a possibility he turns it around. So looking back at his junior um, stats in the queue, like. 40 goals, back-to-back 40 goals, 94 and 67, 79 and 47. Like, yeah. there, there's a player there. And, like, yeah, I know that's however many seasons ago. Like, looks like eight. I'm not going to count that. But, I understand. yeah, like, that was a while ago. But yeah. I don't know. I feel we'll like, see. and if you think about it, if, like, in New York, 
what skill players other than Barzell is he playing with? Yeah. Like if just we, Barzell. If, and he wasn't yeah. playing with Barzell, I don't think. I don't think so either. Like if we put this guy beside Pedersen, put him with Kuz or maybe beside Miller, even though I wouldn't really call Miller a skilled guy, but I don't know. He's a skilled guy. What would you call Miller? A grit guy? He's not a grit guy. I'd call him more of a grit guy. I'd call him he's like really? kind of a mix of both. I don't know. Well, he's he's not a defensive guy, so oh, what no. are you gonna I would call Miller an offensive guy with grit. Well, I wouldn't I mean I wouldn't put him in the same category as Pedersen and Kuzmenko. I'd no. honestly I'd say Miller is more so kind of like the guys in New York, but better. <laughs> Where they're all just kind really? of just they're well, they're all good two way forwards, right? Which is Pedersen too, but Pedersen shows more I don't know. I'm kind of just digging myself a hole here, but <laughs> I, was gonna say, I, I, I wouldn't I just wouldn't put Miller on the same skill category as like Pedersen and Kuz. I like I'd also put Kyle, Kyle Connor, random name, but I'd put him as a skill guy. But yeah, because he's good. He'll score. He scored forty goals. Like yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I think Miller's more of like a uh, a sh- modern day power forward kind of guy. Modern right? day power, a, a, a small power forward. Yeah. How old? How tall is he? Like <laughs> foot? <laughs> yeah, he's not tall. He's like, yeah, he's he's average essentially. But um, he's listed at six one two eighteen. Okay, maybe he's a power forward then. I just I'm just talking about play style. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, Beauvillier doesn't really fit unless Garland or Besser goes. Like, And I know there's been discussions about trading Besser and trading Garland or buying out Garland. But realistically, I don't think... Like, do teams have the cap space to trade for Besser? Like, I think... Uh, I believe... Like, I'm looking at team's cap space right now. It looks like the Buffalo Sabres have quite a bit of cap space. That could be a potential landing spot for Besser. But, like, it's not like he's on, like, an expiring deal. Like, he's got two more years after this year. So I don't think the Sabres would want to trade for a guy that has two more years left when they know they're going to have to re-sign Cousins and Tuck. Well, well, I don't know if Tuck's under contract. but I was listening to the radio this morning. They are talking about, like, an example they threw out didn't like the example, but they said Calgary can get, uh, give us Lucic in, in return, right? And maybe we get like one of their C or B level prospects, maybe like a third or something. I don't know. Just as a captain, yeah, I don't know. That's just what they were saying. But I don't even know if yeah. I'd want them to Calgary. I don't even know if I'd want Lucic even for this. Actually, Lucic for the rest of the season would be kind of fun. We need, we need we need something to cheer for. We need we need to tank. So he'll he's not a good player. He'll help us tank. Who do you think uh, Bouvillier is going to ultimately play with along the stretch here? I think we're going to look at the second or third line. So it's it's tough now that Mikheyev's out. Because, right, your top line was Pedersen, Kuzmenko, uh, Mikheyev. But I think, so Kuzmenko, he could play with Kuzmenko and Pedersen, honestly. Because like, Besser's been playing with Miller, right? And Garland's been on that third line with, like, Dries and sometimes Studnika. So... Um, Bovillier could honestly play first line with Pedersen and uh, Kuzmenko, and you really can't ask for a better opportunity there. So or we will see. Beside, even beside Miller and Besser, Miller and Garland, like we yeah. have, we have options to like really get this guy going if we try. Because what's yeah. he only no, have, like I... nine goals? Yeah, he's nine goals, eleven assists. Yeah. 
right now I'm looking it up on the daily faceoff. He is slotted in with he's slotted in on the left wing, uh, with Miller at center and Garland on the right. Um, but this site is a, probably not viable. It has Kyle Burrows playing as our fourth wing, fourth line right wing. So that's You're not daily right. Face-off, aren't you? <laughs> I'm on daily faceoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say Kyle Burrows is on a is on fucking right wing here. Yeah. Um. I could see him. I, this coach seems to like Sheldon Dries and Dakota Joshua too. Like Talkit seems to like those guys, and I'm all for playing Dakota Joshua with Besser. Like, put Besser on the third line. Um, Mil- go Miller, Garland, Beauvillier. Um, like, I've, like, I've really liked Joshua this year too. I've loved Joshua, and um, honestly, like he's gonna be a great third or fourth line guy in this kind of retool that we're going to be doing here so as a fourth liner 12 12 points 46 games eight goals not yeah, awful that's great that's not that's bad great for a fourth liner if he's on pace for over 13 goals as a fourth liner that's tyler mott level production and you all know how much we loved tyler mott so well, especially a guy with size he's six three two hundred yeah. yeah exactly so i don't know so oh, let's. Tyler Mott just reminds me of Bo Horvat, man. It's like that <laughs> that series against the Blues with Mott and Horvat, like oh. kind of what I was gonna about to kind of get into. Let's let's kind of start to wrap up. I'll have two more kind of topics I kind of want to throw in. Yeah. Um. Let's kind of talk about the next captain since Bo's kind of gone. Okay. Um. It's really coming down to two names. Who's your name? I've heard Pedersen and Hughes thrown out there, but it's got to be Pedersen, right? Especially if he signs. See, and that's well, not especially if he signs. He has to sign first. He has to but, sign first. Well, I'm sure yeah. that's probably going to be in the offer of his contract, right? Having the captain, but yeah, like you are, you I are like our face. You are our face going forward. But like, here, here's my, here's my kind of thought process here. What if he says, like, what if he does want to sign here, and he does, but he doesn't want the cat. He doesn't want the C. Because like I, he doesn't like going in front of the media. He doesn't really like talking in front of the media. He doesn't really give. He doesn't give you the quote that everyone wants, and he always says that, right? It's like true. if you're if you're the captain, you're getting ran ran through through the media, right? And yep. and I, Quinn, Quinn's done that a lot this year, and he's looks like he's, he's comfortable under, doing it. He's been under fire in the yeah. past for his defensive game, so like he can take it, but. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't I, mind us going with you, but I think it's going to be Pedersen. I think it'll be Pedersen too. But like I, I honestly could see Quinn being the captain because he I is a good leader. Too. He's and he's and he's said in interviews multiple times that he's wanted to take a step uh, in the leadership group. Okay. So I don't know. Like everyone, like everyone's ultimate choice is Pedersen. But I really wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't put it past them to choose Quinn. Ultimately, if Pedersen didn't really want it, right? Because I, I honestly could see him just saying, like, no, I, I don't want that, uh, that stress, right? Yeah. Like, I, I could see Pedersen doing that. You know who uh, is here for another uh, a while here? Oliver ekman Larson. He could get the C. Uh, I'm just... Like, I'm, no, I'm completely... <laughs> I'm completely not being serious, but... Um, I would I would yeah. rather see Shen that he's got an A team. right now, right? He oh, he also got an A. a. He should even have I one. Know. I he mean, like I understand. I, I understand why he's got one, but yeah, he's one one of the older vets and stuff. He's been around 
for a while. I was joking about the C, but yeah. I was just thinking of players that are like guaranteed to be here for another four, five, six years. Like Oil's one of those guys. Unless oh. we buy him out. Oil's already bought his grave in Vancouver. Yeah. So what do you do if they drop a bomb and Miller's captain? What do you do? Or what's your I mean, initial all- thought, I guess? Not what you're going to do. <laughs> Ultimately, they wouldn't do that unless they have, like, Tockett has confidence in him and the the t- room is around him. Like, we're obviously just going off, like, what we hear in the media and stuff, right? So we're not in that room. Um, and I, 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 I saw a good point the other day that, like, good locker rooms, like, or good locker room guys don't let anything get out to the media so therefore the media doesn't like good locker room players right so that could be the case with miller where people are saying like oh he is like he's bad in the locker room but the only people that are saying that are the media guys who the media maybe don't really... like him because he won't talk to them like i've kind of started to lose a little bit of faith in the media because like like i don't want to use this but the it's like, media is bad oh for sure but it's like did we hear anything about new york ever no. I don't even think that was Nothing. a name that was even thrown out there. No, it was not thrown out there. Like the main name being thrown down our throats was Carolina and Boston, and like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's time to. And that's just one example I have of them kind of being bad. But I don't want to throw mm-hmm. names out there. But Ian McIntyre, um, <laughs> I'm not going in on him yet. Yeah, I know that's fine. We'll we'll do that. We'll save that for another episode. But um, I'm gonna kind of go one more little topic just to wrap okay. this all up. One What's more thing about Miller, though. All right, go on. One go more on. thing about Miller. Um, I believe that if like he is, if he is named C, then I I trust it, and I'm willing to give it a shot. I won't. Yeah. Because if he's shot. named C, I could see absolutely everyone losing their minds and freaking out, overreacting, being like, first we sign this guy to a contract, then we name him the captain. Like, what direction are we going in? I don't think we'd name him captain if he didn't deserve it. Like. Like well, it's we're like, not in there, we like, can't yeah. see anything. If exactly. the guys like him, and he's going to be a player's captain, sure, go for it. Do but he, really make- he does, he does need to control himself a little bit more on the ice, though, if he's going to be a, a player's captain, quote unquote. But it's like, do you really think they're going to name this guy captain without asking Pedersen and Quinn and getting their no. blessing? Exactly. Absolutely not. Yeah, so, so it's like, it's it it gets ran by them. So, mm-hmm. so and let's kind of. Like, if they're like, yeah, this is the guy, then sure, I'm fine with it. But I mean, it's like, who are we to say, right? We're just exactly, and who's here talking the media to say? Microphones. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And they, and they're they... Doing the same thing we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, last kind of thing I want to get into. Um, yeah, we're kind of coming up on the 40 minute mark, or after. What's your favorite bow memory? The 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 bubble man bubble bow. Yeah. Like against the St. Louis when he scored that, like so he had that two goal game that just propelled us past the Blues. That's definitely my favorite Bo Horvat moment. Yeah, um, probably like the two dangles uh, in the playoffs, there, right? Yeah, the two dangles in the playoffs. I was never. You said you were a huge Bo fan. I was going to touch on this earlier, but we kind of moved on, so I didn't go back to it. He was never my favorite player. I don't know why. Like, sometimes you just, like, pick players and stuff that you like and dislike. Part of it was because I loved Corey Schneider when he was here. And I was sad when we traded Corey Schneider, even though it was a 
absolute huge win for the Canucks. Yeah, I've got a signed um, Corey, Corey Schneider photo on my wall. <laughs> yeah, I was a huge Corey Schneider fan. Um, but so like Bo Horvat, maybe because of that, was never my favorite player when he was playing here. Like I always liked guys like like Pedersen or Hughes or Demko better. But um, definitely that that I'm... bubble bubble run against uh, the Blues in Vegas there. He he that was definitely my favorite moment of his. Well, like me personally, I'm just I'm just a huge captain guy. Like growing up, I I hated hockey growing up, and what got me really into hockey or like kind of watching hockey more was Trevor Linden. Okay. And then and like I didn't even grow up around that time. That was my dad's favorite player, probably because that was my dad's favorite player is why. But I just I just grew to respect Bo. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But um, my okay. favorite memory was probably. It's it's the playoffs, but I more of a personal memory is back in November 2021. Um, Colorado was playing against, I don't even know who it was. It might have been Boston, and uh, there was a dirty hit, and Gabe Landeskog went in there, captain. He went in there and dealt with it, right? He kind of kind of bumped some bodies, threw a couple knocks, right? Yeah. Um, and, I saw, and, and this is around the time where, like, and honestly, like, being real, like, Bo's been pretty soft. Through, through his tenure as a Canuck, like he's never stood up. Like I can't say never. He rarely stands up for for, any for a bigger guy. For a big dude, and being right? The captain. Yeah, he. You're absolutely correct. And that a recent example of that. And I know this is like a little bit different. Was that when Connor Garland got sucker punched against the Lightning there near the end of the game? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like. So, so anyway, without that's, going into that, that that's, story. That's always kind of bugged me about him. So. After I saw yeah. that, I'm, I'm watching it live, and then Sportsnet posts it on their Instagram. So, obviously, me, I go and I go into the comments and I go at Bohor. I tag him, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and he and he you likes it, to... and he likes it. So that okay, I think, that... I, yeah. So like, and that really and personally, like, that made me just like that was enough for me. But I think it was yeah. either it was either that night or the next night we had we the Canucks played, and okay. and, and I have a video on my phone. I could th- throw it up sometime. Of Bo getting into a scrum after some one of his players got hit, and it was just like oh. it was me. It was just like as a huge Canucks fan and just knowing he saw it, it just felt like I I pushed that some way, you know. What that's I mean? your that's your influence. That's, that's, that's uh, yeah, exactly. Bo Hervat, he Even. saw Isaac Ming's comment and was like, you know what? Next time something happens, I've got to oh, yeah. do something. He's absolutely it was right. There's a kick yeah, in the butt, and I, you know what? I feel like I had something to do with that that day, so. That was a little, yeah. even, and even if, like, obviously, he probably looked at it and went, haha, liked it, right? Probably didn't think much of it, but just like, yeah. as a nobody, as me just sitting on my couch, it was just kind of a cool moment. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 100%. yeah, so I think that'll do the first episode. We, it was weird. We had like a full episode planned and we had all these different topics to talk about, different sports. Like, me and him, me and Cam were both really into, into football. So we had some yeah. topics. Cam had wanted to go into into the NFL. Um, yeah. I'm like, I have a full show on my notes, ready to go. But just yesterday, that stupid trade had to happen, and then ruin our <laughs> our first episode. So, um, was there? We're at the 47 minute mark. Was there anything you wanted to say about the NFL, real quick? Uh, no, we can save that for next week. Um, kind of okay. talk about it all in one go. But yeah, like Isaac said. Um, other episodes will be different. We were kind of more like focusing on the Bo Horvat trade. We did go off on some tangents here and then, here and there. But uh, 
um, future episodes will be more diverse. I think we'll talk about the NFL, everything to do with the Canucks, um, throwing some junior hockey. Um, I mean, personally, some, like personally for me, like I'm really into UFC. Cam's really into like uh, you're into sports betting. I know that. Um, yeah, well, and baseball too. Baseball. Cam's really into baseball. I don't know much, but maybe we can get some people on here and and uh, help help on my behalf when we're talking about baseball. <laughs> And same yeah. as when there's a big UFC card. Yeah. Um, we, we both kind of, we know NBA, but it's like it's NBA nowadays kind of, uh, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm just going to say that in my opinion. I completely agree. It's, it's, it's a different game. So like we'll and... touch on it when there's like big news and big trades or whatever, but I don't know. For the mm-hmm. most part, I don't think we're really going to touch on NBA. Probably not. No. Um. Yeah, like you said, if there's something huge that happens, but primarily this podcast will be Canucks based. Um, like you saw today, um, hockey based and football with, when it uh, needs with some NFL. Yeah. Sorry? I said yeah. football when when it's actually on. Exactly. But we're coming up on the off season here for football, so honestly, like we'll probably talk about the Super Bowl and like we'll do like a playoff kind of recap and then talk about the draft when that's coming, but because we're coming up on the off season here, it probably won't be a lot of NFL. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, so let's wrap this up. I am Isaac Ming. He is Cam Miller, and you're listening to. Uh, I'm not gonna do. <laughs> I, I, I just stole an outro from another podcast I listened to. <laughs> uh, sorry, so what David. Was, how do we want to like outro this then? Uh, I don't know. You want to do this? I took the intro. Sure. <laughs> I'm just, um, just going to drop this on you. Okay, I haven't really uh, practiced this at all, but uh, so we are staying on side. No, I'll start with our names. Uh, I am Cam Miller, and this is Isaac Ming, and this is our show, Staying On Side. <laughs>